Hello, friends. Welcome to Trivia Over Tea, the quiz show podcast where we drink tea and play trivia. I'm your host, Matthew Cook, and I'm here virtually with our guest scorekeeper, Mason Cook. Mason, how are you today? I'm doing quite fine. You know, I uh, had a very tiresome week, but now we just get to end it with some good trivia. Yes, we do. Uh, Same here, actually. Uh, And we're very excited to have uh, two new contestants on today. So let's meet them. First, we have Steph. Hi, I'm Steph. I am a sophomore at Pomona College studying psychology and music. Um, Today, I'm drinking passion herbal tea, courtesy of the dining hall. Um, And I'm very (laughs) excited to be here. Which dining hall? Frank? Prairie. Aha. Okay. Very good. Well, thank you, Steph, for being here today. And we also have Willa. Hi, I'm Willa. I'm also uh, a student at Pomona. I'm a first year. Um, I study music, maybe sociology, who knows? And I'm also drinking passion tea because Steph and I are very passionate about trivia. Oh, we love that. Thank you so much for being here today. Well, as with all of our regular episodes, we'll have four rounds of questions, each with a slightly different format. And so without further ado, Mason will explain the rules for round one. All right, round one, first general knowledge round. Uh, Correct answers are worth 10 points apiece. Each contestant will get five questions on a wide variety of subjects. All righty, Steph, you're up first. Are you ready? I think I am. (laughs) Okay. Question one. Celine Dion is the best-selling artist of all time who sings in what language? A, Spanish, B, French, or C, German? I'm going to go with French. That's correct. She grew up outside of Montreal, and her first language is French. Question two. Which of the following measuring devices is most accurate? A, a graduated cylinder, B, a beaker, or C, a volumetric flask? Um... I'm going to go with the graduated cylinder. I think that's the most specific. Um, actually, it was the volumetric flask. That is... um, they are made specifically for certain volumes, and so they are extremely accurate, apparently. Question three. Who was the only U.S. president to serve as Chief Justice of the Supreme Court? A, Woodrow Wilson, B, William Howard Taft, or C, Grover Cleveland? Hmm. I did not know that any of these presidents were on the Supreme Court, so that makes this a little difficult. Well, only one of them was. Well, correct, yes. Oh, okay, okay, I, I see what you're saying, okay. Can I, can I get a repeat of my options? Yes, A, Woodrow Wilson, B, William Howard Taft, or C, Grover Cleveland? Um, I'm going to go with Grover Cleveland. Um, actually, it was Taft. Yes. Um, He was appointed Chief Justice by President Warren G. Harding in 1921 and led the court until 1930. Question four. What element has the highest boiling point out of all the elements on the periodic table? A. Tungsten. B. Gold. Or C. Oganesson. Oganesson. Uh, actually, it was tungsten. Yeah, it, unfortunate. Yeah, it boils at 10,030 degrees Fahrenheit, give or take. That's, a lot oh, of that's probably why it's used in light bulbs. Mm, that would maybe make sense. not. Yeah. All right. Okay. And finally, question five. Dolly Parton's stampede is among the attractions in what Missouri resort city? A, Branson, B, Joplin, 
or C, Springfield? I'm going to go with A. That's correct. Branson, Missouri is located in the Ozark Mountains. Alrighty, Willa, are you ready for your five questions? Yes, sir. All I right. think so. <laughs> okay. Question one. Which planet is most likely to be the closest to Earth at any given moment? A, Mercury, B, Venus, or C, Mars? Hmm. You know, it would be helpful if I remembered the orders of the planets, but I don't. But I'm going to go with Mercury. That's correct. While Venus's orbit comes closest to Earth, Mercury is closest to Earth about 50% of the time, with the other 50% being shared by Mars and Venus. Wow, I'm learning a lot today. Yeah, that's what we're all about here at Trivial Routine. (laughs) Question two, which amendment to the U.S. Constitution extended the right to vote to newly freed slaves? A, 13th Amendment, B, the 14th Amendment, or C, the 15th Amendment. My eighth grade history teacher would be so disappointed in me right now. Um, I'm going to go with the 13th. Uh, that was the one that abolished slavery uh, in the United States. Uh, the 14th was one that uh, granted citizenship, and the 15th Amendment was the one that extended voting rights. And so that okay. is the correct answer. And the 15th Amendment was ratified in 1870. Okay. Question three. Which English composer wrote Pomp and Circumstance, often used as processional or recessional music at graduations, as well as the Enigma Variations and the Dream of Gerontius? A, Edward Elgar, B, Benjamin Britten, or C, Arthur Sullivan? Hmm. I feel like it's not Benjamin Britten for some reason. Not sure why. We're singing a song by Elgar in choir right now. Mm. So I'm also not going to pick him. So I'm going to pick the third guy. Arthur Sullivan? Yeah. Uh, it was actually Edward Elgar. You know what? That's okay. That's okay. Yeah. Just you don't... would know that if you listened to previous Trivia Over Tea episodes. No! <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Question four. Which of the following things is not sold by Mitsubishi? A, nuclear power, B, elevators, or C, records? Hmm. I think it would be really funny if it was records and nuclear power, which makes me want to pick elevators. But I feel like I've been in an elevator where I saw Mitsubishi. Bushi? Mitsubishi. Yeah. Okay. Um. Hmm. But then, oh boy, I'm gonna pick elevators because I think it's funny. Uh, no, it was actually records. No. They they used to make records, but they sold off its record maker, Nippon Crown, to um, Daiichi Kosho in 2011. See, that's what you were thinking. You got me. Yeah. Yeah. You just remember oh. that sale from 2011. Yeah. And finally, question five. Which of the following brands is not owned by PepsiCo? A, Quaker Oats, B, Gerber Baby Food, or C, Pizza Hut? Hmm. I looked at one of those, what brands are owned by PepsiCo things lately? Because I was like, I don't want to support PepsiCo. Uh, It's kind of hard is what I remember, but I'm going to guess Quaker Oats. Uh, And it was actually Gerber baby food. Um, The Gerber brand is owned by Nestle. Oh, Uh, lovely. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, PepsiCo owns the Quaker Oats brand and Pizza Hut through Yum Foods. So Mm -hmm. Mason, does PepsiCo own Yum Foods? Yes. 
I did not know that. Thank yeah, that's that's why uh, you only see Pepsi products really sold in like a KFC or a Pizza Hut. Mm. That makes sense. Very good. Well, that's the end of round one. So Mason, can you please give us a score update? So we're off to a blazing hot start. Uh, <laughs> Steph is up 20 to 10. Before we get to our weekly audience question, I have to say that on last week's episode, one of the questions was actually contributed by my father, and I forgot to credit him. And so consider this your credit, Andy Cook. Apologies for that. And also apologies that the video of last week's episode was not up until late Monday night or early Tuesday morning, depending on where you are. And uh, that was a combination of factors, mostly because I have a lot to do right now. But I got it done, and now it's up on YouTube. So, and that being said, if you would like to help out in the podcast in any way, whether it be writing questions or packaging the video, being a contestant, whatever you want, please feel free to reach out because I'm always looking for new contestants and also anybody who can help ease my question writing burden is a friend of mine. So anyway, just let me know if you're interested. So now we'll get to the weekly audience question. As you'll recall, last week's question was, what American chess grandmaster won the 1958 U.S. championship at the age of 14? Fisher went on to win the World Chess Championship in 1972, defeating Boris Spassky of the USSR. And now for this week's question. Scottish actor Robbie Coltrane, who famously portrayed Hagrid in the Harry Potter films, voiced Lord Dingwall in what Pixar film? So have a think about that. Send me your answers, and I'll announce the correct answer next week. Alrighty, and now it is time for round two. So Mason, can you please explain the rules? Happily. So round two, this is a directed round. Each correct answer is 20 points. You'll each get five questions on the same subject. However, if you get it wrong, your opponent can bounce it back for 10. Alrighty, so you both are gonna get, um, I, I was in, an, in an effort to come up with good uh, trivia categories, I thought, well, I could just ask you each five questions about the history of the city uh, from which you are both from. So, Steph, that means you're going to get five questions about the history of Boston, Massachusetts. Um, So, are you ready? I think so. Okay. Question one. The area around Boston was the home of what Native American tribe? Um, The Wampanoags. No, I don't believe so. Willa? Uh, No clue. (laughs) Okay. The the name I found was Massachusetts. Ah, well, that would make sense. Yeah, yes. it does. Hmm. Um, as was the case elsewhere in the Americas following the arrival of the pilgrims in 1620, the Massachusetts people faced um, epidemics and were forced from their land by the English settlers. And in the 19th century, the last of their common lands were sold and their language went extinct. Hmm. Question two. On April 18th, 1775, Robert Newman shone two lanterns from the steeple of what church to inform Paul Revere and William Dawes that the British were in, were advancing by sea. I actually had a friend who lived across the street from this church, so that would be mm-hmm. the Old North Church. That's correct. 
Revere and Dawes then rode to Lexington to inform John Hancock and Samuel Adams that the British were on their way. Samuel Prescott joined the riders and started out for Concord. Revere was arrested en route, but was released after questioning. Dawes and Prescott escaped, and Prescott made it all the way to Concord. And uh, I was recently at the Old North Church and uh, was able to go up and see the organ, which was uh, installed in 1751. Oh. So, very exciting. That's an old organ. Yes, very old. They wouldn't let me touch it, unfortunately, because it's a historic whatever. Right. <laughs> yeah, who cares? Someday, someday. Someday, yes. Question three. The Black Heritage Trail highlights numerous historic sites in what downtown neighborhood? Um, my, my downtown neighborhood. Um, downtown. The, I'm going to go with the financial district. That's no. probably incorrect. Anyway, already. <laughs> no. <laughs> Willa, do you know? Oh, I don't know anything about Boston. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this is the Beacon Hill neighborhood. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, the neighborhood was the center of the Black community in the 19th century, and the Black Heritage Trail memorializes individuals who are prominent in the Underground Railroad and the abolitionist movement, among other things. Question four. On January 15th, 1919, over 2 million gallons of what flooded the streets of Boston's North End? Um... The North End is the Italian part of Boston. I'm going to go with, I was going to say wine, but that feels like a lot of wine and that feels very <laughs> expensive, but it might be wine. No, I don't think it's wine. Um, what, two, two, how many gallons? Two million. Two million. That's a lot of gallons. Yeah. I'm trying to think of a liquid that seems realistic in that quantity. Um, it created a big go. problem. Huh? To, uh, created a big, a big problem. Yes, uh, very big problem. Yeah, to say the least. Sewage? No, not sewage. Willa, want to take a guess? I'm going to guess oil, but do I have to guess a certain type of oil? Or is that good? Uh, well, it's not oil. So no. Oh, no. Just oh, no. Just it's say it's no. far better. It's no, far um, better than... Is it wine? Uh, no, it no. is not wine. In fact, um, it's two million gallons of molasses. No, the great, the great Mo molasses flood of nineteen nineteen. Yes. kidding. How have I not heard of the great molasses flood of nineteen nineteen? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it was caused by a collapsed storage tank that sent the molasses flooding into the streets. That oh, had boy. two million gallons of molasses in it. Yeah. Wow. Twenty twenty one people died. Whoa. In, Whoa. in the disaster, along yeah. with a whole Over bunch of horses. Did yeah. they get stuck? Yeah. yeah they, what happened? Oh, boy. They, they drowned in molasses, which sounds like an absolutely horrifically terrible way to die. Yeah. yeah. That's very viscous. Imagine you die, you get your grave, and on the grave, it's like died by molasses. Like, by what, molasses. what kind of <laughs> legacy is that? Yeah. Well, it happened. And and there was a, I've, I've, I've read that. There's a local legend that for years afterward in the summer, you could still smell the molasses. In the, wow. Maybe in I'll the check air. that out this yeah. summer. <laughs> and finally, question five. Also in 1919, the Boston Red Sox infamously traded what pitcher slash outfielder to the New York Yankees that allegedly cursed the franchise? Oh, oh. my Red Sox legends. Can I, can I ask a hint question? Sure. Um, 
is he in the Red Sox Hall of Fame? Do you know? You might not know. Um, he's definitely in the Yankees Hall of Fame. Oof, that's a tough one. I don't know about that. Mason, do you but, know? Okay. I, I would assume that, that the Red Sox wouldn't put they him don't. in the Hall of Fame in their hall of fame i i because it's um it he he might be i'll i'll have to check real that's, quick that, that's okay but this uh, this person be answer. okay all right is it ted williams no it's too early for ted williams okay no. um and he never went to the yankees he was i believe he was a red Sox um for all for his whole career all right um willa do you know no clue. Yet again, know nothing about Boston. All right. Uh, this was Babe Ruth. Oh, wait, that's like con- the one baseball player. Yeah. 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 I, I can confirm, by the way, that Babe Ruth is in the Red Sox Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Oh, he is. Oh, okay. Well, maybe they tried to put him into like reverse the curse or something. Uh, the curse I think of that the Bam- actually was uh, the reason why he was put yeah, in there. Probably. Um, uh, the curse of the Bambino was what it's called it. Um, the, the Red Sox won their fifth World Series title in 1918, but they did not win again until 2004. Hmm. Well, Willa, um, I did an appropriate amount of snooping to find out that you're from Chicago. And so um, I'm going to have to ask you five questions about the history of Chicago. Wonderful. Are you ready? So ready. <laughs> All righty. Question one. In 2021, Lakeshore Drive was officially renamed in honor of what founder of Chicago? I don't know a single founder of Chicago, but, (laughs) um, oh goodness. Lakeshore Drive renamed. I thought it was called Lakeshore Drive. Well, it's, it's still called Lakeshore Drive, but it's person's name, Lakeshore Drive. Okay. Now. Oh goodness. I have no idea. I'm going to say Dan Ryan because he's got an expressway. Uh, no, it was not Dan Ryan. Uh, Steph. Oh, um, I just want to add, I don't know who Dan Ryan is. So, um, <laughs> just, I'm actually not I, sure either. Mason, do you know? Uh, Dan Ryan? Oh, um, while Steph thinks of an answer. Yeah, it's, it's going to take a bit. <laughs> okay, so apparently Google has no clue who this is either. Oh, I love that for Dan. Just put two first names together. Yeah, just just got a just got a freeway named after. Oh, well, actually, wait, no, never mind. I I looked up the wrong Dan Ryan. Uh, <laughs> the freeway is named for Dan Ryan Jr., former president of the Cook County Board of Commissioners. That's close. There you go. Yeah, Dan. Oh, this Dan Ryan. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, he uh, he was the guy that basically installed all the highways in Cook County. Well, and he got one named after him, so. What year was Chicago founded? Well, so this guy, um, this guy was uh, known as the first non-native permanent resident of Chicago, having settled there by 1790. All right. Um, I'm going to go with Dearborn. No. All right. <laughs> no, this guy's name is uh, Jean-Baptiste Point du Sable. No, du Sable. I yeah. know that name yeah. somehow. Uh, he, well, he was the first non-native permanent resident of Chicago, mm-hmm. having settled there by 1790. Wow. Uh, he was of African descent, though little is known about his early life. And the site of his home is now designated a national historic landmark in Chicago. There you go. Nice. nice for him. Question two. In the 19th century, the city's importance as a transportation hub was increased with the completion of the Illinois and Michigan Canal, which connected Lake Michigan 
to what river? Oh, hmm. Well, I know it's a river. Just gotta think、mm-hmm. of the right one. Um, I don't know. Is this the one that they flipped around? Uh, no. Okay. Um, the only river I know of nearby is the Mississippi River. Is it that one? It is the Mississippi River. No way! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It provided a vital transportation link between the east and west at the time. Question three.、I'm、way too smart for this right now. I feel like <laughs> on top of the world. Okay, okay. Yeah. Question three. Chicago hosted what event in 1893, which was held to exhibit the latest innovations from around the globe? The World's Fair. That's correct. It was、Ooh. held in Jackson Park on the south side of Chicago. More than 27 million people attended the fair over its six month run. Uh, and it is commemorated with one of the four stars on the flag of Chicago. Yep. I love that flag. It's so good. Look up the Chicago flag. Oh, yeah. It, it, it is a really good flag. Yeah. I was reading about the symbolism of it last night. It's really. I'd say it's the, probably the second best city flag in the whole country. What's the first? Obviously, DC. Yeah.、Oh. Like, it has to be DC.、Obviously. I think you two might be a little biased. Not at all. <laughs> nope. Not. What are you talking about? Not at all. <laughs> Question four. What mob boss was the leader of a prominent Chicago gang during the Prohibition era until he was convicted of tax evasion in 1931? That's a, that's a tough way to go. You're a mob boss and you、yeah. get.、Mm. Um, man, mob bosses. I don't know many mob bosses personally, to be honest.、Um, don't know any personally? <laughs> Or impersonally, either yeah, okay. way. Okay.、Um, she does have friends that know a few people. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've got connections. <laughs> no, um, the only person I can think of is Al Capone, but I feel like it's definitely not <laughs> Al Capone. It is actually Al Capone. No way! <laughs> yeah.、Uh, he was the mob boss of the Chicago outfit. He went to Alcatraz for eight years before being released. My, my dad, who is a former IRS、uh, employee, was always very proud that it was the IRS who got Al Capone. Wow.、Mm-hmm. And、yeah. he was in Chicago, too. He was. That's、mm-hmm. crazy. Very、oh, yeah. famously.、Yeah. The IRS, <laughs> the US's elite law enforcement agency. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. They de-、yeah. like、so many people have been gotten through tax evasion.、Oh. Yeah. Well, the lesson here is when involved in organized crime, Make sure you do your taxes. Yeah. <laughs> And finally, question five. When it was completed in 1974, what Chicago skyscraper was the tallest building in the world? Girl, that's the Sears. But now it's called something like not the Sears Tower. And maybe it wasn't originally called the Sears Tower, but it's the Sears Tower to me. Yeah. Well, it, yes, it's the yeah, Sears yeah. Tower. It's now called the Willis Tower. Oh,、um, yeah. Because I always say it's the Willis Tower. Because I think、ah, that's so hilarious. There you go. Well, maybe it is called the Willa Tower and it's people, people are just lying. Yeah. You. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. But anyway, it's now the second tallest building in the Western Hemisphere after the One World Trade Center in New York City.、Hmm. Right. Well, that's the end of round two. So, Mason, can you please give us a score update? A few updates on previous questions.、Uh, the Willa Tower is not secretly the Willa Tower. I can confirm that. I can also <laughs> confirm. That、uh, 
when you were talking about the river being reversed, you were thinking of the Chicago River. Oh. Which okay. did have its flow reversed or through a giant project that took about two years yep. to really conceptualize. And then eventually by 1900, the flow of the river had completely reversed to go west to east. Yeah. All right. So that's that. Uh, now, in that round, Willa jumping out to a big lead here uh school you know will scoring 80 points there uh compared to steph's 20 uh the current score is uh 90 to 40 in favor of willa still anyone's game well now it is time for round three so mason can you briefly please explain the rules all right round three is our second general knowledge round Correct answers now are worth 30 points. However, if your opponent, if you get it wrong, your opponent can bounce it back for 15. All right. Steph, are you ready for your five questions? I hope so. (laughs) Great. Here we go. Question one. What interstate highway running from Wareham to Salisbury, Massachusetts, makes a half circle around the outskirts of Boston? That would be I-495. That's correct. At 120 miles, it is the second longest auxiliary route on the interstate highway system. Question two, which U.S. state has the highest percentage of federal land ownership? Um, I think that's Nevada because there's nothing in Nevada. <laughs> uh, that is correct. Uh, 80.1% <laughs> of Nevada's land is owned by the federal government. Question three. On March 30th, 1867, the United States bought what land from Russia? My gut is saying Alaska, but I feel like Alaska was a lot later, but I don't know what else we would buy from Russia. So I'm going to say Alaska. That's correct. People referred to the then territory as Seward's icebox, mocking the Secretary of State William Seward, who made the purchase. Critics were soon silenced by the discovery of gold in the new territory, um, which you may be thinking of, of is uh, Alaska's statehood, which oh, was yeah. 1959. Mm. So much later. There's gold in them mayor hills in it, Alaska. Exactly. That's <laughs> what they said. Did they really? Uh, word for word. Okay. <laughs> Question four. Um, the Codex Sinaiticus contains the oldest surviving copy of the New Testament from the Christian Bible. It was discovered in 1844 and likely written in the fourth century. What language was the New Testament written in? Um, thinking of my biblical languages, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say Aramaic? No. no. Okay. <laughs> Willa. Oh, me. Um, oh, shoot. I forgot about this. Um, I don't know any languages. I'm going to say Latin. Let's go. Uh, no, it was actually Greek. Oh, okay. The uh, codex was written in Greek, uh, discovered on the Sinai Peninsula. It is considered a historical treasure. Wow. And finally, question five. A viral TikTok by Nathan Evans, where uh, where he sung what New Zealand sea shanty oh. led to a renewed public interest in traditional folk songs and sea shanties. I really appreciate you asking this question, Matthew Cook. Um, I'm in a sea shanty class currently. I'm going to go with the Wellerman. With Gib? 
With give, yes. Love. Yes, it is, in fact, uh, the Wellerman. Uh, Soon may the Wellerman come is the full title of the song. Mm -hmm. That was not written by me because I know nothing about TikTok. (laughs) Uh, Willa, are you ready for your five questions? Oh, so ready. Let's go. All right. Question one. What interstate highway is is entirely located within the state of Illinois, connecting the western suburbs of Chicago with I-80 at the Quad Cities? Uh, is it 290? Not 290. It connects to 290, though. Uh, Steph, do you know? Um, I'm going to go with 280. Uh, no, this was I-88. Oh. It's 141 miles long, and it runs between Hillside and East Moline, not to be confused with Interstate 88 in New York. Hmm. Question two. Warren Beatty has been said to be one of the subjects of what Carly Simon breakup song. Wait, what was the first thing you said? What? Warren Beatty. He's an actor. Oh. He's said to be one of the subjects of what Carly Simon breakup song. Oh, goodness. I don't, I don't know if I know the name of a Carly Simon breakup song. I'm so sorry. Um... She has like one really, really big song. Well, probably more if you lived in the 70s, but... There's one that people know. <laughs> I should know this, though. I like Carly Simon. Oh, goodness. Hmm. I'm not sure I can come up with an answer. I don't know. I think I would just be stringing words together. What about I Hate You? That's the name of the song. <laughs> well, that would be effective, but no, um, not that. <laughs> um, Steph. <laughs> Steph, do you know? Um, I don't. I think I know any Carly Simon songs. Um, I'm going to go with You're Horrible. Mm. Uh, closer. Um, oh. This is, uh, it will, if, actually, will it, if I say um, Warren Beatty probably thinks this song is about him. Does that oh, ring any bells? That, mm. You're So Vain is the title of the song. Um, It peaked at number one on the Billboard Hot 100 in 1973. Hmm. Question three. In which Texas city did the Battle of the Alamo occur? Huh. Is the Alamo the one where they're like, don't forget the Alamo? Or is that- Remember the Alamo, but- Oh yeah, okay. I was close, I was close. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm gonna say- Okay, I want to say Austin, but I'm going to say Houston, Texas, baby. So I can just go Houston, Texas, baby, like Beyonce, you know? Uh, no. It's, Shoot. It's not, I just wanted to um, Beyonce. Steph, do you I, know? I think it is Austin because I think the general, one of someone's name was Austin, and that's why it's called Austin. Um, Stephen F. Austin, I believe, was one of the founders of Texas, Mason. Oh. Uh, yeah, Stephen F. Austin is indeed one of the founders of Texas. Yeah. Um, but is, in fact, not Austin. Uh, uh-huh. Close, though, uh, San Antonio. Mm-hmm. The pivotal battle of the Texas Revolution was the Battle of the Alamo. The Mexican army under General Santa Ana sieged and crushed a group of Texan, Texan soldiers in a mission. The incident led to the mantra, remember the Alamo, because the cruelty of the siege and slaughter inspired many Texans to rise up against the Mexican government. Question four, what are the building blocks of proteins? Amino acids? Wait, is this me? 
Yes, that's you. I forgot. I forgot who we were. Yes, that's you. And uh, yes, that's correct. Amino okay, acids. Nice. They are. There are twenty non-canonical amino acids, with more um, unnatural ones as well. Wow, non-canonical. Wait, do you say canonical? Or I did. Wow. Yeah. Like um. It. Yeah, that was written by uh, actually a former Glee clubber who now uh, is pursuing a PhD in chemistry at UCLA. Wow. Um, she writes a bunch of science questions for me. Uh, thank you, Caitlin. Um, yeah, I don't know anything about that, so I can't explain that <laughs> any further. And finally, question five. The Aromanian language is an isolated member of what larger language family that includes languages like Venetian, Catalan, and Romanian? Wait, say the name of the first one again. Aromanian. Okay. A-R-O-M-A-N-I-A-N. I hope I'm pronouncing that Ooh. correct, but I think I am. So, so it's part of a larger language family? Yes. Hmm, that includes I... Venetian, Catalan, Romanian, and many others. Well, all of those sound like places in Italy. So I just want to say Italian. No. Okay. Steph? I think those are all smaller languages dialects ish and i think i'm gonna go with the romance languages yes romance languages um catalonia is in spain uh romanian would be romania the country uh venetian i, I guess would be a dialect of italian um, but yes italian Actually, is also rom uh, romance language mason all right so to clarify about venetian uh venetian is its own thing However, it is very it is mostly mutually intelligible with it, Italian, but it is it is disputed whether it's its own language or a dialect. There you go. Well, that's the end of round three. So, Mason, can you please give us a brief score update? Yeah. Also, to clarify, uh, Aromanian is spoken in uh, like northern and central Greece. Oh, that's where that is. Cool. So. Steph doing incredible that round, scoring 135 points. Wow. Steph! Wow. Yeah. Willa scoring very comparable, 30 points. <laughs> uh, and so the current score it is 175-120 in favor of Steph. Well, now it is time for round four. So Mason, can you please tell us the rules? Uh, all right, so round four, it's the showdown. Uh, there will be three questions that both contestants will get at the same time. Correct answers are worth 40 points. And uh, yeah. All righty. Uh, so, Steph, Willa, are you ready? Yeah, I have a clarifying question. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Do we Are we writing down our answers? Is that what um, you can? You, you are welcome to write down your answer. You're also welcome to just think it if you okay. would prefer. Okay. It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't. Really I, I'm going to think. Yeah, me too. Okay. I like okay. it. So long as you, so long as you say your answer when I call on you. Okay. Here we go. Question one. John Hinckley is famous for shooting and wounding what U.S. president? Shooting and wounding, but not killing. Not killing. All right. I got to think of my near assassination, but not <laughs> assassination. <laughs> Wait, can I ask a clarifying question too? Or like, sure. was it on purpose? Or accident. Yeah, yeah, it was on purpose. Okay, you know, I'm just asking that. I realized I don't know how you could do that on accident, but yeah, I think I 
It, it could, particularly yeah. if it was like 200 years ago. Okay. But okay. not saying that it may, I, I'm oh. not trying to. Oh, if it was 200 years ago. I'm not trying to hit. No, don't. <laughs> do not interpret anything that I, I'm just riffing here. Okay. okay. So do we have, do we have answers? I, I think I have an answer. Okay. Steph. Um, I'm just thinking of presidents that I know people hated a lot. So my answer is Andrew Johnson. Okay. Willa. I have no clue, but I'm just gonna guess. This is so random. Don't judge me for this answer. I'm just guessing Woodrow Wilson because it's the first guy I thought of. The judgment-free zone. Okay. Um, but in fact, it was not Woodrow Wilson. Um, nor was it Andrew Johnson. Oof. The correct answer is Ronald Reagan. Oh. In 1981. Yeah. So uh, not 200 years ago. <laughs> no, no, that's uh, <laughs> it's like not not 200. Okay. Uh, only 41 years ago. Uh, suffering from depression, uh, Hinckley committed the attempted assassination in order to impress actress Jodie Foster. Did it impress her? I remember hearing. Uh, no, she got a restraining order against him. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Good for Jodie. Question two. What racehorse holds the records for the fastest times in each of the three Triple Crown races and was the subject of a 2010 biographical film? Oh boy, oh boy, this is gonna take some thinking. I can do this. You have your answer? Yeah, I've got my Are answer. you kidding me? Oh my God, <laughs> I barely started thinking about horses yet. Okay. Oh, come on, there's that dramatic movie. It's so dramatic. There is that dramatic movie. It makes you cry. It may. That's a good film. Mm, I feel like it's some, some like, like not Buttercup, but something like Buttercup, something sweet. Or is it not? Maybe it's not. Oh, goodness. Wait a minute. <laughs> I'm picturing a sad girl. She's so sad. Maybe this is a different movie. Maybe this is a different horse movie. There are multiple, there horse, are multiple movies. horse movies. There are multiple horse movies. Oh, 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 wait. Maybe is it like, maybe I shouldn't be saying my thought process because I mean, I, have my I think Steph has her answer locked <laughs> okay, in. Okay. So locked in, um, in the brain. I feel like it's something like, like for some reason, my brain is telling me something like Egyptian, like some kind of oh oh no i don't know okay i'm just gonna guess okay i'm just done okay should i go first um steph what is your guess my guess well or my your guess, answer my my answer is wait what happens if we if like i get it right does the no, i have my answer it's okay i'm not oh, gonna okay. copy you all right all right okay sorry um my answer is secretariat willa that's a cool name and not at all what I was thinking. My brain said Pharaoh. I don't, I, I know that's not right. <laughs> Are you thinking of American Pharaoh? Yeah. Yeah, he was uh, the Triple Crown winner in 2015. Okay, um, yeah. But uh, in fact, it was Secretariat. Yeah. Uh, that's in, such a silly name. Yeah. I was a horse girl growing up. No, no Steph. In 1973, Secretariat became the ninth horse to complete the Triple Crown, and he won the Belmont Stakes by 31 lengths. Mm. And uh, that's that's worth the watch on YouTube because it's just like Secretariat way out there, and then everybody else not even close. So, yeah. 
Anyway. And finally, question three. Vincent van Gogh was a post-impressionist painter from what country? Ooh. Okay, I think I have my answer. Steph, <laughs> stop going so fast. <laughs> oh, geez. Wait. I don't know. I'm going to... Okay, I picked an answer. All right. I'm ready. Steph, what is your answer? My answer is the Netherlands. Willa? Austria. It was, in fact, the Netherlands. <laughs> okay. He was born in Zundert, Netherlands. Well, that's the end of the game. So, Mason, can you please tell us the final score? All right. The only updates to the score were on Steph's side. Uh, Steph scored 80 points that round. So, the final score is Steph at 255 and Willa at 120. So, Steph has won the game. <laughs> Congratulations, Steph. You have won. Do you have anything that you would like to stay to say? Um, Sorry. I would just like to say that I think this is a momentous occasion in my life. Um, and I think it's going to set me up for great things down the line. So Absolutely. I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. We'll definitely mention this on your resume. Yes. Oh, I um, will. <laughs> and uh, yeah. And also you can bring it up when you run for uh, Glee Club president or social mm -hmm. chair next year thank you thank you i, I will that yeah. i have your endorsement mm -hmm. of mark. course of All course right. Right. <laughs> yeah any winner of trivia over tea has my endorsement wow yeah yeah and my endorsement mm. too. i'm just very good your endorsement list it's okay <laughs> you have my endorsement willow oh thanks steph yeah well you and you you comported yourself very well you obviously know a lot about chicago so, and I, I completely embarrassed myself and know nothing about Boston. Wow. So. You knew that church. But you I still won. You did win. So, and, you know. Yeah. Will, you have the endorsement of the city of Chicago. Thank you. People of the I state of Illinois. That's true. I feel like a good Chicagoan right now. But not um, <laughs> that French Jean Baptiste Point du Sable. Yeah. No, not Even him, not, not sadly. Him. I drive on his road, but yeah. don't know his name. Oh, such a shame. Oh, well. <laughs> well, that's our show for this week, folks. Thank you, Steph and Willa, for being on the show today, as well as Mason Cook for being our scorekeeper and also for composing the music. Today's questions were written by Caitlin Fick, Matthew Hauser, Lucas Hauser, Mason Cook, Tanner Tim, and yours truly. And thank you for listening. Please like and subscribe to Trivia Over Tea on your preferred podcast platform and leave us a review if you enjoyed it. Check out our Facebook and Instagram pages at Trivia Over Tea, as well as our Twitter account, also at Trivia Over Tea. And you can find us on YouTube and also on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Trivia Over Tea. And feel free to message us on any of these platforms if you have any comments or suggestions regarding the show. And tune in next week when we'll have two new contestants and 33 more fantastic questions. Thank you. We'll see you next week.